0: Welcome back to Animation Fascination. I'm Mark River, and with me again is Stanford Clark. Hey, how are you? This podcast focuses on the world of animation. In each episode, we will feature all the latest news from around the animation industry and the main topic discussing a TV series, film, or something else. Uh, Whether it's traditionally hand drawn, computer generated, or stop motion, if it's animated, it is up for discussion to geek out about. So this week is going to be episode ninety-seven of Animation Fascination, and we're going to be talking about Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio stop-motion animated film that recently got added to Netflix. Um, some lucky people may have been able to also see it in theaters as well. I unfortunately was not one of those lucky people. I got to see it in. I a know, theater. same. I was bummed. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think it is possibly still playing at some theaters. Uh, I think, like, closest one to me is maybe in Tucson. Oh, wow. Um, Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this week, uh, we're recording this on December 23rd of 2022. So, depending on when this gets released, maybe it's Christmas Eve. Uh, So, happy holidays to anybody that's listening. Uh, What better than a a wooden puppet toy for the holidays? Uh, So, with with that... uh, Let's get into our our news for this week. Uh, we have a little bit of news. Uh, maybe we have one trailer, our recommendations, and then we'll get into our basically our main review of Guillermo del Toro's *Pinocchio*. So the first bit of news uh, was Amazon's *Invincible* uh, season two finally has a release year. Uh, it's they basically just said that it's coming out in 2023. So. That means any time between January 1st and December 31st next year is when we will see season 2 of Amazon's animated series, Invincible, which is the uh, adaptation of the Robert Kirkman uh, comic book series. So, sometime in the next year, it'll get released. (laughs) That's one I guess you have to just be patient for, huh? Holy smokes. Yeah, and like we know from other news that they had already started recording audio dial or like dialogue for season three so who knows when that will come to but that's pretty much all in the news related to that it was just that it has a release year now (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) yeah
0: yeah so we should see uh, sometime within the next year on that and then uh, the next bit was a new animated Avatar series is reportedly coming in the year 2025, uh, and then that series will focus on the New Earth Avatar after uh, both the original series uh, character Aang and then the follow-up series of Legend of Korra's Korra. Uh, so that should be interesting to kind of be like the third series within that that universe, along with like the the movies that they're doing now. Um, so. That, me and my son have finally made it to the third season of The Last Airbender. Uh, nice. So once we, once we finish that, we'll move on to Legend of Korra. So that we'll finally be caught up for when those those films start coming out and that third series comes out. That we'll finally be all caught up. Nice but, work. Yeah. Uh, and then the uh, the next bit of news. Uh, I will let Stanford take it away with. Yeah, so you know, Variety, you know, as in Daily Variety, uh, the news,
1: the Showbiz News Journal, um, recently came out with. In fact, I think I think it was just this week came out with a list of their 100 greatest movies, and so you know, it's a list, a, suggest, a subjective list that they compiled. There are three animated films that made the list. I guess I should say the top film that they picked was Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Uh, So, you know, which is interesting because often it seems like it's either Citizen Kane or Vertigo, you know, on so many lists that that make the number one. Psycho made their number one. But um, at number 63 is um, Walt Disney's Bambi. And that's the only that's the only film from, from Walt Disney Animation Studios that made the list. Um, coming in at 74 was um, Studio Ghibli's My Neighbor Totoro, which made me happy. They also put a, they put a quite a few foreign films on this list, too, which I thought was, you know, inter- interesting. And then That's good. Um, at number 90, which I thought was... I Someone had to have a sense of humor with this, Mark. At number 95 is Toy Story, you know, from Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that because of, you know, the year it yeah. was founded and then, of course... You know all the stuff they use for you know the number ninety five, um, but so I thought those were interesting choices. Mark the, um, I'm not cr- critical of it. I thought Bambi was an interesting choice because it seems more often than not, it's Pinocchio, you know Disney's Pinocchio that's picked as, as as like the top animated film, particularly from the, that early era when 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 the studio was just just getting going. Or even Snow White, yeah. you know, given that it's just the first um, Disney's first full-length animated feature. And uh, anyway, what's your take uh, on, on these uh, on
0: these picks from Variety? That's definitely interesting. I don't, I don't know if it's maybe because of, uh, cause B- yeah, was Bambi was the first use of the multi-plane camera, too, I, right? I think it was Pinocchio. Uh, maybe I could be wrong, Mark. We'll have to look it
1: up for sure. Maybe they used it in Snow White. No, I think they used it in Snow White because I think the first use of it was yeah. the short, the old mill. Uh, okay, yeah. If I'm not, if I'm not I, mistaken,
0: I think I was thinking Bambi because I feel like whenever like they talk about it or like show footage of it, it's usually they show footage from Bambi. Yeah. Like in those like so that's probably why I got it stuck in my head with, with Bambi that way. Uh, I think it's interest I wish there was more animated films on there. Yeah, me too. Three seems a little skimpy. But also
1: tricky, I know that just, cause again they were they were doing international films and, and all sort of you know stuff. But so I'm glad at least three made it and also from three, you know. My three favorite animation studios, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But uh, but uh, again, I'm not I'm not critical of it. I just was really surprised. I was really surprised with Bambi. I, I mean I love Bambi, particularly as an adult. Now I, I, it's I, it's truly a masterpiece, and the the beautiful uh, watercolor backgrounds that were used in Bambi. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's 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 a stunning film. But just I, it was, the whole thing was surprising. Not surprised about Toy Story. You know, and in fact, I was just grateful it made the list, uh, and and uh, again, uh, My Neighbor Totoro is my favorite Studio Ghibli film, so I guess I feel a little, maybe a little biased <laughs> about about that choice. Well, uh, what what's your take on the Studio Ghibli and on the Pixar choices from the list?
0: Uh, I, yeah, I think that's pretty good. I I do like that King Kong also made it on there yeah. too. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. King has... Kong. Yeah. Like, the... I mean, we're talking about stop-motion. Stop-motion, yeah. Yeah, so it's good that that made it on there as well. It may not be, like, a fully, you know, like, animated film, but still has, like, those animation techniques in there. Yes. Uh, I think these are all good choices, too. Then, like, it is kind of weird in a one way, because, like, I know Studio Ghibli was never, like, owned by Disney, but they had, like, the distribution like partnership for a while yeah uh so it is kind of funny in a way though that all three uh animated films do have some kind of tie to disney yeah in one way or another yeah true um but uh yeah i i I do think that it's funny with like you know like in a way that toy story got 95 (laughs) with that being the release year that the movie came (laughs) out i love it yeah the only other the only other number it could have got that would have been funny was if it got 86 for like like the like the year that <laughs> Pixar itself. It's definitely that was created, yeah formed.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that would have been good too.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah, but yeah, like I do, like I did say, I do wish there was like some more animated films on there because I, I think there's definitely room for it. At least like out of a list of a hundred, I feel like there's at least lists for ten. Animated films, when, like the other ninety-seven on here, are live-action films. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess that's a, a ratio to live-action to animated films released, maybe. Possibly. But I don't know. But yeah, I think. And did they did they say how they like like. Come up with this list specifically.
1: You know, I think it was just the Variety critics. I and honestly, Mark, I don't know. I'll have to I'll look that up because I'm just not sure how they if they voted. You know what I mean? Like if it was just oh, yeah. a, pure, a pure tabulation, or if there was a
0: lot of debate around it, or or or, or what that I don't know. Yeah, because I'm always curious what's, what goes into all of that kind of like ranking uh, stuff like this. Yeah, to get it down to like whatever it may be but speaking of great animated films um, moving into our new trailer section uh, literally the day after we we released our strange world episode uh, (laughs) they Sony animation released the Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse official trailer or yeah yeah uh and i i liked this trailer quite a bit just like how the the first like movie uh did a good job of having both like visual like spectacle to it and like emotional kind of story to it as well this i think this trailer like specifically to me hit me in a different way just because i with the way that like Miles's mom is talking to him about growing up in the trailer. I was like so the trailer for this this movie just made me cry cuz it made me think of, about my son. Yeah. In it? Oh yeah. And and like I even watched the trailer again like later that day with my wife and watching it again I still had the same reaction. It wasn't just like the first time I watched it. The yeah. second time I still had the same reaction to it too. Um so knowing that I already am excited for this just because it seems like, again, so will have a good mixture of both, you know, the visual animation spectacle to it as well as, like, the emotional kind of spine to the film. And then, of course, in this trailer, we got this glimpse of, like, this huge... Holy Verse, ...Spiderverse. Um, and then they released a poster for it yeah. a day or so after that. Yeah. And what's like interesting in here too is, so uh, Gwen Stacy's back in this, uh, Miles is back in this. It seems like Peter B. Parker's back in this too. What's interesting about how he shows up in the trailer is that he's got like a bathrobe on, and a uh, baby Bjorn. But yeah. the baby isn't in the baby Bjorn in it. It's almost like they removed the the baby for the trailer. Which is weird, just because it, it's like he's holding this just empty baby bjorn in, it, in it, and it, he he like goes. It looks like he's like patting the baby's head at one point, but the baby's not in. So I, I'm not sure exactly what the choice there was with like removing the baby out of shot. It's like kind of like them removing lizard, or not lizard, but Andrew Garfield out of the No Way Home trailer, you know, like, kicking lizard in the face. Yeah. And, um. But I don't know why they'd want to hide Mayday Parker. So, like, for people that don't know, it's like, it's Mary Jane and Peter's daughter um, is in that. And, they, like, because they even released a concept art photo of Mayday on their social media, like, a day or so after that, too. Like, there was just, like, a concept art image of Mayday Parker. So I'm not sure... <laughs> why she's not in the the baby bjorn in the the trailer that's it's there like that's like a weird random kind of thing in there uh but what's what's cool too is like b- between that poster and this trailer with all the different uh spider people that you see uh there's some great kind of like little easter eggs in here like the the poster even has a spectacular spider-man on there from the the josh keaton voiced animated series uh it also looks like ultimate spider-man is in there um, from that spider-man series i'm hoping that we get the christopher daniel barnes 90s spider-man in here somewhere uh we also see past uh, animation fascination guest yuri lowenthal's uh ps4 uh spider-man Uh, Walking around in here too. And it looks like he's walking around with the version of Miles uh, from those games as well. Um, So it'll be interesting to see. Because all of these different Spider-People aren't just like variations of Peter Parker. There's um, like the uh, Spider-Woman in here um, who's highlighted. uh, Who's voiced by Issa Rae uh we don't see him in the trailer but uh daniel kalua is playing spider punk he's on the poster that they put out uh so yeah, there's like the the ben Riley spider-man's in here the future foundation spider-man uh there's like the the magna uh spider-man it looks like there's like even spider cop which looks like which is like a reference to the the spider-man ps4 game too <laughs> Um, the bombastic Bagman, which is like the version of Spider-Man that has the Fantastic Four suit on, because there's like a comic where uh, like after he had like the symbiote suit on, uh, after Reed Richards removed it from him, he was basically just in his underwear after that. So they gave him like an extra Fantastic Four suit and then uh, Johnny Storm to help him protect his identity still since. None of the four of them saw Peter's face, give him the the bag to put over his head. So that's where that version of, of Spider-Man comes from, if you've ever seen that, is that bombastic bag, man. It'll be, so I'm interested to see how they'll like incorporate all of these, in, these into the story, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, is it
1: just going to be a series of cameos? Who's going to have a more significant role? You yeah. know,
0: it's it's, I mean, it's exciting. Like uh, I'm, I heard like a rumor that Josh Keaton uh, did record some lines as his version of Spectacular Spider-Man. Nice, um, like it maybe cameo lines. I would hope that Yuri got to, to voice some, because they they were making the the new game recently too for the, the follow up to the the PlayStation Spider-Man games, so and because Sony's doing this movie too, I'm sure there's some like, you know, family connection there as far as like, Oh, you're doing the voice work here. Uh, record this for something else while you're, while you're doing that. Uh, so that'll be cool. I'm you know, and like I said, I hope that, uh, Christopher or Daniel Barnes gets to do maybe a voice cameo as his version of the 90s Spider-Man. Um, who Disney fans may also know as Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. I was going to say, he's Prince Eric. That, or... What sitcom was he in? <laughs> is it... uh, that I do not remember. Yeah, I can't he, remember. He was also Prince Charming in uh, Cinderella 3. Was so, he? <laughs> yeah. When when Disney was releasing all the straight to DVD, like, cheap, Disney sequels. The cheap goals, yeah. Yeah, which is an interesting thing to think about too. So like, if there is like a, a Disney animated, uh, cinematic universe, if, uh, Prince Eric ever met Prince charming, like, Oh, Hey, we have the, we have the same voice. <laughs> it's the Prince verse. A... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm uh, very excited for the, this movie. Oh, uh, I am too. As like, a, like as a big Spider-Man fan, um, uh, especially, yeah, like I said, it already seems like it's gonna be um, a good mixture of like emotional beats as well as like visual storytelling, and it also seems like there'd be some like complicated like moral stuff in there too with like uh, with M- Miguel, not uh, Spider-Man Twenty Ninety Nine, who Oscar Isaac is voicing. It seems because we know that the spot is like the main like antagonist, like quote unquote bad guy. Of this film and beyond the Spider-Verse. Um, but it seems like there's kind of like an antagonistic relationship. At least within this trailer. Uh, between Miguel and Miles. Just as like. Because it looks like they're like beating each other up. Or more that Miguel's beating Miles up. In what we see in the trailer here. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see more from there. And I, I'm also excited to see. It doesn't seem like, at least from like where we see like this, like I don't know what this like place is where all these spider people are walking around. Um, but you know, like how each of them kind of had their own kind of visual style in, um into the Spider Verse. Uh, I'll be interested to see if they do that with like lending the original animated style to like say like '90s Spider Man or Spectacular Spider Man to see if they still look visually animated the same way that they did in their own respective series yeah or if they're kind of like recontextualized a little bit for this movie yeah so needless to say i am i'm very excited for across the spider verse which comes out in june of next year so june 2nd
1: right mark yeah
0: yeah only only about six months to go until we get that so There's also, I think there was also a, a rumor that Tom Holland and like Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire may be doing like voice. Wouldn't that be great? I hope that's Uh, the case. Yeah. Yeah, I think some people thought that they saw or spotted uh, Tom Holland's Spidey suit. Yeah. I've, I've read that too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So moving on from that to our recommendation section, uh, uh, Snifford and I talked about this kind of off off mic, but the uh, I just also did a Hold'em maneuver episode today for the Star Wars holiday special, so that's why uh, my recommendation this week is the part the one part of it you can find legitimately online and actually on a streaming service for uh, on the Disney Plus you can find in the Star Wars vintage vintage section the story of the faithful Wookie, which is the animated. Portion of the star wars holiday special from 1978 which is where boba fett was introduced uh canonically for the first time since his initial part got cut out of the original theatrical version of a new hope when it was just star wars um so and if anyone's watched the mandalorian you can see kind of like where mandalorian has taken uh some like visual uh like easter eggs and cues from this too where like Mando is using the same gun uh, that Boba Fett uses in this uh, sh- like little animated short, and there's some some other things I believe, like the I don't remember what the name of the creature is, but like the like the creatures even like riding on the back of uh, Din Jarn rise in an episode or two of the the Mandalorian as well. So yeah, so if you if you don't want to watch the full holiday special, even if you could find it somewhere online, you can find this. Portion of it legitimately in your Disney Plus streaming service. On in the Star Wars section, I think that's that's a great choice, Mark. I'm going to go check that
1: out. I was so happy to see that in that vintage, you know, that 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 Lucasfilm and Disney have populated some stuff, uh, you know, on that vintage uh, area on Disney Plus, just because. You know, I mean, the Holly special is so horrific. I mean, it's so horrific and so legendary, right? But this part's cool. I mean, I, this animation. I think is really cool. So, uh, I, I'm a, I'm gonna go check it out again. I haven't watched it for a while.
0: Yeah, it reminded me of the the Ralph Bakshi. Kind yes, of absolutely. But uh, well, speaking of things that are kind of part of Disney now. <laughs> I know.
1: So, my pick, Mark, uh, is is uh, the film from Fox Animation Studios. I guess the, the you know they technically only made three. Uh, from this the, was in uh, Phoenix too. Yeah, they were in Phoenix, and run by uh, former Disney animator Don Bluth. And uh, the film I recently watched was Anastasia from from uh, nineteen ninety seven. The three films that Fox produced. The first one was anastasia and then they did a little sequel like kind of a direct-to-video sequel about that uh bartok the bat who was oh, the, yeah. the you know the evil sidekick in in anastasia and then they made a big splashy sci-fi movie called titan ae and then which it tanked and the studio closed like 10 days after titan ae oh, opened which is pretty pretty sad but you know, I've been watching, I, I, and I think we've talked about this, Mark. I, I, I for my twenty twenty two movie watching project, I picked a hundred movies from from twentieth century Fox that I just just wanted to watch. The studio was established in like in the thirties, nineteen thirty five, I think, and then the Disney acquisition acquisition was finalized in twenty nineteen, and I just wanted to just a deep dive and so yeah. uh this was the animated film i picked was anastasia but i i probably am gonna watch titan ae uh I, i've seen it before i saw it in theaters when i was one of the few that i think went <laughs> to see it right. when it was in theaters when it opened in, in the year 2000 but uh, i i will i'm not gonna promise to watch that bartok the bat director video uh <laughs> probably chances are excellent not <laughs> but anyway uh anastasia I saw it in the theaters, and I only said I'd only had seen it once. So I was happy to rewatch it. You know, it is such. A, um, I don't want to necessarily say copy, but honestly, it is so derivative of of the Disney musicals, of you know, the Disney Renaissance of that of the time period. But it, yeah. but they do it. A good, they do a good job. You know, I mean, it's it's really it's beautifully animated. Uh, great voice work. Meg Ryan is the voice of Anastasia, and uh at least at least the speaking voice and uh I I, I was I was really happy to to uh to rewatch it and I guess what I thought was interesting too and maybe you've seen uh some of these stories mark online but in the last couple weeks like Anastasia merch has been showing up at Walt Disney World and uh which fascinates me you know the the the, the Disney's I guess we should be surprised, right? But 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 uh. Oh yeah. Because you know Disney owns it now, but that Anastasia merch is showing up, showing up at
0: Disney parks and resorts. Uh, Oh yeah! After like the whole thing where like for forever, it was like no, she's not a Disney princess. (laughs) Like because everyone got confused, uh, like basically thinking that she was right, and now now she kind of she kind of
1: could be yeah i guess we'll see how how if you know i mean they're because because they're including pixar right uh yeah in in the whole thing so i i don't know how that's gonna roll (laughs) over time and i guess i kind of don't care but still uh it's it's i think definitely you know it's, it's it's something worth checking out particularly if you like those
0: great uh disney animated musicals from the 90s yeah yeah, because like, would that make Princess Leia a Disney princess? Well, exactly.
1: You know, I mean, that's that, where... I don't know. There was a that, lot of stuff
0: online about that. And, or, uh, uh, I don't know. Na- Natari from Avatar. Oh, from Avatar, yeah. Is she a Disney princess? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, some di- there's some Disney princesses that aren't even actually, like, royalty within like, their movies. Uh, right. Like Mulan. Right.
1: Exactly. But...
0: Then there's, like, some other characters, like... Uh, what's her name from Atlantis?
1: Oh, yeah. Who Who, who is, Kira. like, a Disney
0: princess? Yeah, Kiri. Who technically Kira, is... Yeah. yeah, who actually is, like, a princess in that movie. Yeah, in that movie. It? But
1: they haven't, like, coron... You know... She hasn't gone through a coronation ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And I think Esmeralda was for a while. And I was like, what? Esmeralda's not...
1: Esmeralda's not even royalty at all. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, like, Anna and Elsa aren't technically Disney princesses like they're I guess they're like not technically consi- like because well I guess Anna is a is, would be a queen now um and Elsa, I guess kind of more or less gave up like abdicated so <laughs> she's just you're right so just former queen <laughs> yeah.
1: former princess but, too I don't
0: know yeah yeah, because Merida is, is Merida is the Pixar yeah, so.
1: ra- yeah ra-
0: you know. Um, Which I always like that joke in uh Ralph breaks the internet they're like, Oh, she's from the other studio. <laughs> I know, I like that's so funny.
1: Well then what about is it is it Princess Ada? What's her name from a bug's life? Oh yeah
0: Yeah, Ada and um
1: Oh, the little one. What's her little sister name? Dot,
0: dot. Yeah. Well I guess because Ada becomes queen, so Dot would be the princess. Yeah, I don't know. It it's weird how how that Raya is is now a Disney princess though. Oh, from The Last Dragon. Yeah, yeah. So she's considered a Disney princess. And Moana is considered. And Moana, that's right. So I'm glad at least Moana and Raya got added. Uh, I don't. I kind of hope they don't add. Maribel to that, because, oh, again, she's not... She's
1: not a princess. Yeah. It's just like... So it's any, weird, when, it's weird when they lead. add...
0: Yeah. Because then, then you could just ha- add a whole bunch of Disney princess to that. Like, Bolt is now a Disney prince. <laughs> could,
1: <laughs> min, I know. M- mittens.
0: Mittens <laughs> is a Disney princess <laughs> from Bolt.
1: <laughs> mittens. Ah... <laughs> uh absolutely that's yeah. funny
0: or yeah cause I think people sometimes say Lilo is a Disney princess but again not royalty oh Nala should be Nala although absolutely although I, I guess she would be a queen though too yeah yeah I don't know it's weird it D- is Disney uh Disney royal uh tree for the the, the disney uh, monarchy for, they, they should do a, a netflix series on that called the the tiara the crown. right but, but do it on disney plus on Disney Plus. <laughs> uh, probably just gave somebody a good idea for like I a know, say Mark, comedy short series
1: you need to like <laughs>
0: nobody yeah. take that idea
1: get that yeah protect that protect that idea
0: but yeah so that will do it for our our lead-up sections to our main topic uh but when we return from you hearing the trailer for Guillermo del Toro's uh Pinocchio we will be back to discuss his new film um and his take on the classic Pinocchio story. So we will be back in a moment after you hear this trailer. I want to tell you a story. It's a story you may think you know, but <laughs> you don't.
1: Over there. What is that? Papa! <gasps> it speaks. It's speaks! He's just a puppet! No, I'm not. I'm a real boy people are sometimes afraid of things
0: they don't know
1: i don't understand
0: all right and we are back so that was the trailer for Guillermo del toro's pinocchio uh it is a 2022 stop-motion animated musical fantasy film directed by him uh and uh mark Gusta Gustafsson, uh, who, who is uh, his featured directorial debut, um, and then it's a screenplay by Del Toro and Patrick McHale, um, from a story by Del Toro and Matthew Robbins. And so, what's kind of cool too is, um, did you ever watch uh, Over the Garden Wall, Stanford? Yeah. All right, so yeah, yeah. So Patrick McCall uh, was the creator of that. Um, so. Uh, i'm glad just to kind of see like his influence uh from that oh, on absolutely. this Absolutely, yeah and Side note: anybody that has not seen over the garden wall go check yeah. that out it's it's more of i think it's more of like a halloween time kind of
1: yeah
0: many um, series to watch but
1: it's so good though you really could watch it, anytime.
0: it For... i mean it's yeah it, it's good to watch anytime yeah uh but yeah the this film stars the the voices of um Gregory Mann, David Bradley. Uh, so uh, David Bradley is uh, Geppetto. Um, Gregory Mann is the title character of Pinocchio. Yuma uh, McGregor is Sebastian J. Cricket, which I'm assuming that J stands for a familiar yes, name. Yes, the, the one that maybe uh, we're a little more familiar us. with because of the Disney, yeah, the Disney version. Yeah. Uh, And then the the film also stars uh, Bern Gorman, Ron Perlman, lots of men's (laughs) in this: Uh, John Turturro, uh, Finn Wolfhard, Kate Blanchett, Tim Blake Nelson, Christopher Christoph Waltz, uh, Tilda Swinton. Um, And I didn't even realize that uh, Candlewick was Finn was Finn Wolfhard in this until I looked back through. Right. So I'm, I almost wonder, like, how long ago he did his voice work for this, considering, like, you know, like how long stop motion takes to to produce. Uh, like, if this was, you know, like if this was season one or season two, Stranger Things Finn yeah. Wolfhard, or if this was closer to Stranger or Stranger Things season four with Finn Wolfhard. But now. Kind of like just before we get into like the main like bit of talking about it, what was your kind of like overall feeling and, and take from Del Toro's uh version of well, I loved it, I thought it was
1: brilliantly executed. Uh, I, I thought that just the overall production design and, and character design, I guess, puppet <laughs> design was so clever. Yeah. Uh, unique, and I just could not get enough. Particularly of the Pinocchio puppet, I just love how they did that, uh, and uh, oh, yeah. just so so interesting that the the time it was set in and all this stuff we'll, we'll we'll get to. But I I really enjoyed it, and I I think too, Mark. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to state that you know this was so brilliant, and and, and I was I was so happy with this one. As much I was disappointed with the with the version that Disney threw together with Robert Zemeckis, that one was so disappointing uh, to me. But this one, yeah, yeah. just like I mean, they're not even in the same league. You know, they they share they, they share a name and kind of some some themes, but this Guillermo del Toro one is just just uh, absolutely terrific. I loved it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I actually haven't even sat down to watch the live oh action don't even bother the latest Disney piece one yet of
1: crap it's horrible, <laughs> horrible.
0: Although, apparently they both have poop jokes <laughs> in them.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I
0: I did see one critic uh, or like like online reviewer uh, post. He's like, no, this is not a joke or hyperbole. Here is my. Uh, worst f- film of the year and my favorite film of the year and on the the favorite film of the year side was Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio and then the worst <laughs> film of the year on, on that side was the the Robert Zemeckis the the, live, the Tom Hanks <laughs> Zemeckis Pinocchio and he's like I didn't do this for a joke this is just legitimately uh, like how it, it turned yeah,
1: out yeah you know, oh. yeah you know and I I can see it. I mean, I think for sure for me for the the Zemeckis Pinocchio is the worst one of the year for me. And this Pinocchio is probably apparently in my top 5. There was five. one other so Pinocchio.
0: Yeah, and apparently there's one other Pinocchio movie that came out this year too that was um cuz I saw Honest Trailers did uh Pinocchio 1, I think. Yeah, it was Oh, yeah, it was I think it was like some street To streaming, okay. Well, I mean, I guess technically all of these were kind of on stream. It was Pinocchio: A True Story. Uh, but yeah, Honest Trailers released this two days ago. But yeah, the other Pinocchio movie, I guess, was Pinocchio. Yeah, I'm looking it up
1: on IMDb. It's looks like it's computer generated, you know, CGI. Uh, ew. Um. Tom Kenny and Polly Shore and John Heater all vo- all our voices uh it oh man Polly Shore's Pinocchio Polly Shore's Pinocchio. So right. I wonder where this given the name so the director's name is Vasily Rovinsky I'm not I'm sure I'm saying it wrong I wonder if it was produced somewhere like in Eastern Europe you know and then they got a um, they did an English dub but the date I have on it too, mark is 2021, oh, yeah. but still it looks pretty horrible.
0: It's not often that you see from producers of the big trip <laughs> and big trip Two <laughs> special delivery. Like agree. You see like both the sequel or I mean the original and the sequel yeah. listed
1: exactly
0: from yeah. Like I hadn't even heard of this one. Uh, I'll put a link to the, the honest trailers, um,
1: yeah, take on all three of the Pinocchio films
0: from this year in our show notes. Uh, but yeah, I think my kind of overall consensus of the, the film was I loved it as well. I I finally just watched it last night and, um, I just really enjoyed it. I liked, um, Particularly, uh, Ewan McGregor's take on, you know, yes. Sebastian. Jay. J. J Cricket. Uh, yeah, I liked that a lot. Uh, I, th- I liked the, like, themes in there, too, about, like, um, like, father, uh, Hood, and, um, like, father-son relationships that they had in there. Yeah. For, like... I guess we already kind of touched on on me getting affected by stuff by that from like even just the like Miles and his mother stuff in this, the Spider Verse trailer. Um, but I liked like some of like the different kind of wisdom that, uh, yeah, Sebastian J Cricket was giving to Pinocchio and to Geppetto too, huh? He was, it was just, yeah, and to Geppetto. He's like, it's like, be a better dad. And almost, and and it seemed like 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 he had already like had his own kind of life before he like yes. he met Geppetto and Pinocchio. Um, almost like he had like basically he was like a widow or, uh mixed with like maybe like he had had a kid too. Yeah, he knew stuff. Um, huh. He was really wise. Yeah, he had he had a nice little mustache too I for, like for being mustache. a cricket. <laughs> Yeah, I liked. I that's another thing too is that I liked like the production design, uh, to like all of the the characters in this, um, and with it being stop motion, and how Geppetto is like supposed to be like a wood carver and everything. I liked how everything looked
1: like it was like carved it was carved wood. by wood. You know, wasn't that a and,
0: great creative choice? And I saw like a lot of. Um, I guess it makes sense, but I never thought about it before that like Pinocchio is kind of also like an allegory for frankenstein yeah. in, in one way or another as well or frankenstein's monster i guess um but then like and i know a lot of people already know this but like uh spielberg's ai art, uh, artificial intelligence movie with Haley joe is kind of its own take on the yes. pinocchio story with that too and i felt similarities to the way that that movie had told the the pinocchio story to this one too especially with like Like, I don't know if it's actually... I've never uh, read the, like, original version of the story, but I don't know if this is, like, in the original story where, like, Pinocchio um, is essentially immortal. Um, So, like, any... Like, the whole, like, thing with, like, the afterlife in this where, like, he comes back, um, but each time he, like, dies, um, like, he spends a longer time in the afterlife with that. And I liked how that's kind of how they did the whole... um, blue fairy thing in this with like there was like two sides of the coin like the the sisters of one that was in the afterlife and then one that would like give life i guess uh and i liked it kind of made pinocchio um i think this might be a hot take but i think in like the the story a little bit better than like the original disney film in that it gave a deeper meaning and context for why Geppetto made Pinocchio in yeah. the first place. Yeah, and again, I don't know with if that's like the fact. Well, please, after you. Yeah, because like I, his, like his son in this is named after like the original author of the Pinocchio story. Yeah, Carlo. Um, and spoiler alert: like with like since Carlo dies, like as part of just like a random just getting rid of bombs like accident during this was, World, this War was Two. World War II. War Isn't it? I believe it's World Two. War II because Mussolini. Yeah. It... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mussolini. Yeah. He's involved. involved. Um, yeah. And just randomly gets killed from a bombing in that. Um, so like, And then that ends up being like the whole reason that Geppetto carves Pinocchio out of the tree from the acorn that, not acorn, not the pine cone that, uh, Carlo had found that he planted at Carlo's grave, um, which at first I was like, "Man, this guy's cutting down this tree that 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 was from the the pine cone his yeah. son found." Um, but like, you just see like how like Geppetto's like basically gone to like a yeah a depression so, spiral yeah, from losing his son. Yeah. But that that's why I think at least in this it gives like a more kind of meaningful and I, I think like a better context for like why Geppetto made Pinocchio in the first place. And then the fact that you see that the, the blue, this version of the story's blue fairy gave or essentially borrowed the soul of Carlo and placed it in to Pinocchio so that Pinocchio is for more or less carlo just you know like reincarnated reincarnated into pinocchio as this wooden puppet i thought was interesting and i i think that's a little bit better than just being like geppetto's like an like an older man that's um they had wanted maybe like a son and like never had one and then he's like i'm just gonna make one out of wood and then wish for a real boy or, which, I guess, I saw some reviews for the, the live-action Tom Hanks one, um, which, that where it felt kind of creepy in that, with him making Pinocchio yeah. in that. And, like, because it's almost made from, like, a weird context and point of view in that film as compared to, like, even, like, the, like, 1940s uh disney animated pinocchio i don't know i i just like that context better of like it being like he had the son the son died tragically and then like that's now why pinocchio is almost essential or originally made as to be like a substitute to that child but then becomes like his kind of like own being and that's, and that's how he quote unquote becomes like a real boy over the, the course of the movie. And then even by like offering to like give his life. I mean, that's kind of how it was in that story too. And that's why he becomes like the yeah, real boy. Yeah, because Pinocchio the makes the, the, the sacrifice, movie.
1: right?
0: Yeah. Uh, which, which, spoiler I was like kind of surprised that like when he was brought back to life at the end of this, that he wasn't then like turned into like i guess like a human right. flesh boy like at that he is. point and just then you're like oh it, it's carlo again yeah um but 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 not pinocchio but i liked that also the how um sebastian uh explains that in the end too is that like him basically being a, a and going on and like outliving geppetto and then, uh, Sebastian, and that at that point too, I was like, "Wait, how is Sebastian telling this story?" If if he's dead, and then you're like, you see like that he's in the right. like telling the story to the to the, yeah. the rats there, um, but and then I don't I can't remember the name of the the monkey, but yeah, like the, 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 the monkey, monkey passes away too, and and then you see that like. Pinocchio kind of, like, goes on to, um, like, live by himself or, like, move on from there after they've all passed away, and then that's how, like, living that long and being a moral is how he, quote-unquote, became a real boy, so, I don't know, I, overall, contextually, I, I liked the story and, the, like, the, the reasoning behind it a lot better in this, too, and I liked the the voice acting, again, like, from, like, Hugh McGregor, uh, and, like, Gregory Mann as uh, Pinocchio. I think, I'm honest, Gregory Mann also voiced Carlo too, right? He was both oh, Carlo nice. and Pinocchio. I mean, that would make sense. You know, according to IMDb, there was a different actor that
1: voiced Carlo. But uh, Alfie okay. Tempest is who is li- who I see listed. But, but you know, I could be, yeah.
0: Literally. I don't know. But, um, and then David, David Bradley's Geppetto. I like David Bradley a lot. People may recognize him. Um, like he was, uh, Filch in the Harry Potter films. He's recently been playing, uh, well, since William Hartnell had passed away, he's recently been playing like incarnations of the first doctor whenever the first doctor shows up in Doctor Who. He also played William Hartnell in the, uh, tv movie drama for the adventure uh in space and time like actually playing william hartnell and they're like oh he's so good in this as william hartnell as the doctor we'll just have him play the first doctor if the first doctor shows up yeah. in doctor who again um christoph Waltz was really great as uh, count Volpe in this which was you know like their own like the their own take on like you know like in the disney movie there's the, there's the fox that yes. you know, like brings Pinocchio into to um, Stromboli. Yep, uh, Stromboli Stromboli oh, um, so he kind of becomes like all of those characters like Stromboli um,
1: what's, what's the name of the fox um, I, I always forget the name of the fox
0: jo- Joseph Gordon Joseph Gordon Levitt no, he plays Jimmy Cricket, Cricket, in Cricket in the, in the, yeah, the Zemeckis Disney.
1: remake uh, let's see we'll find it oh, it man. uh it seems to me that it's, um, uh, it's Gideon is like his sidekick if I'm not mistaken, but let me, okay. let's, uh,
0: yeah. Cause he also like fills in for yes. like, the pleasure Island kind of sequence as it's, well. Too. Um,
1: let's see. Jay Worthington foul is the name of, of the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the name of the uh, the name of the fox, and I think Gideon, well, you know, Gideon's voiced by Mel Blanc, yeah, you know, his, his sidekick, Oh, jeez, uh, hm. as uncredited. That's cool. At, the, at least according to IMDb,
0: but, huh, Uh yeah, then yeah, I liked, I, uh, yeah, his name. So his name means fox in Italian, so. He's supposed to be a combination, again, like of yeah. uh, Magna Fukio, the fox, and the ringmaster from the original Pinocchio story. Uh, and then, so, yeah, like we had said, Tilda Swinton is the wood sprite, which is essentially uh, like the the blue fairy in this. And then she's also, uh, I believe, de- Death, so like the wood Sprite's sister who oversees the afterlife. Yeah, I
1: think it's called Spotsatura. Is that her name? Anyway, I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, and she and she looks like a chimera yes. in this. Really cool. cool.
1: Really cool character design. Oh. Yeah.
0: And we got a Guillermo del Toro mainstay Ron with Perlman. Uh, Ron Perlman as the voice of the voice of Podesta, uh, so Candlewick's dad, and also a, a huge fan of uh, fascist governments. Uh, When he came in, like later in in the movie, and at at first I thought I was like, wait, is this? I know this is supposed to be in Italy. I was like, because at first I just saw the red armband, and then he's like, you know, doing the hell essentially, basically. I was like, wait, is he a a Nazi? Because you didn't see anything on his arm at first, and then like later on, you you see that it's like Mussolini. With Mussolini, yeah, (laughs) which. I liked how they portrayed Mussolini that in that this too. as being like this, like super short dude, and they made it seem like he had like, like a, like a kind of a dummy yeah. kind of a voice. I basically I liked how how Guillermo del Toro made fun of uh, Mussolini in this as he yeah. should. Yeah, absolutely. Make fun of. Like. In the same way that like Taika Waititi makes fun of Hitler and, and, and JoJo Rabbit, and, um, yeah, JoJo Rabbit, yeah, um, yeah, I liked I liked that. And here Finn Wolfhard plays uh, Podesta's son Candlewick, uh, uh, who was uh, who bullies Pinocchio before befriending him later on. It and then, uh, or sorry, Kate Blanchett um, is the the name of or. <laughs> Is the voice of the monkey? The Spadzura, Count mistreated monkey. Um, which apparently his name yeah, means Trash or Garbage it in trash. Italian. Yeah. And he's supposed to be like the counterpart of the the cat from the original Pinocchio story. Um, and... Oh, okay, yeah, so this is Cape Lunch. That's why. I was, I was like, wait, he doesn't talk. Um, but then he does, quote-unquote, like through... Like the puppets when yeah. he, that he's operating, um, and then Byrne Gorman is the the priest in this. John Turturro is the like the doctor at Trappetto's village, which that's kind of like a random, just kind of like one off, almost like cameo role for John Turturro yeah. to do in this. Maybe he just wanted to do it because he's like friends with Del Toro and wanted to be part of like it's the like like the cool, the cool project story. Yeah. And then uh, Tim Blake Nelson uh, as the Black Rabbits in the the afterlife, and then Tom Kenny just really liked doing Pinocchio movies this year because he's yeah. also in this as as Mussolini um, as Mussolini, and he's also a sea captain, which you can t- you can tell if you've watched SpongeBob. That's almost like that same sea captain voice he's doing for. Th- the, the sea captain that Geppetto gets ends up getting the boat from uh, before he crashes with the dogfish later on in in this um i i did you did you like the music oh, in this as it. well too i liked yeah. the the songs that they did with uh, both pinocchio and uh, sebastian the music was really interesting yeah i if they do like a vinyl record for this i might pick that up because it seems like a vinyl record that maybe that um mondo yeah. might do uh which side note and, a, and aside i had just recently got uh like a double vinyl uh record for the score to the iron nice. giant that i like i had, i had pre-ordered like back in june or something and it finally just came and it has like this cool like pull card at the bottom so, it, it changes uh, the Iron Giant's eyes to either be like green or to like the red, like instant kill mode, basically. <laughs> so and the, the, the record itself is green and has either one of those eyes like in the, the center. How cool! It. But yeah, now that I've seen it, I actually hope that they, they release a, a vinyl record for this because I did like the music in this a lot. I, and I also liked that uh, Del Toro worked with like the Jim Henson company. Uh, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly because I I took French, um, so oh, Capet, yeah, as a, they're involved too, involved. right? Yeah, as a... yeah, um, so like the uh with him teaming up with like the Gustavuson, he had done uh, like Fantastic Mister Fox, uh, most recently like back in two thousand nine, um, but I I yeah I liked that he like worked with um, like Jim Henson company and path to do, uh, like the puppets or not, I guess that's kind of like a weird metatextual thing too, is that it's stop motion puppets in a story about a puppet and Jim Henson company yeah. helped to make the puppets for this. So it's like a whole bunch of layers upon layers of stuff. Uh, and the other, uh, uh, kind of collaborator that worked on this that works with uh del toro a lot was uh guy davis. Um, so a lot of them were like either characters based on uh, Grimsley's designs or uh guy davis's designs. Who um, he was like a production designer on the box trolls in Isle of Dogs, so like uh Laika and uh, Wes Anderson's stop motion films are well represented here, at least for like production yeah. designers and whatnot. And I guess if you like really look at, it, you can kind of see that because box trolls specifically could fit almost into this, the same world as, uh, general, the turtles, Pinocchio was almost would fit. I well, know. Cause box trolls is a different era of time. I was going to say, if it could even maybe be like the same time period, but now that I'm remembering, uh, Box i want to say that was like like big like, like like victorian yeah, time like it might have yeah i'm not sure if it was the same same time period i
1: it's yeah, been, I yeah watch that a it's been a bit. while so for me so. i don't
0: know oh and then so now the and then like we had said the antagonist count volpe is a combination of uh mangio fushi uh, see i didn't take italian <laughs> You're gonna probably have to do this because you've been to Italy more yeah. recently. Mag, Magia Fusio?
1: Magia Fucio, but I'm not sure where you're reading that, Mark. I need to.
0: Uh... Oh, so that's just like the so like the original uh, like that oh, character gotcha. was. So I guess he was originally supposed to appear in the movie as an antagonist, but then he was removed halfway oh, through the production. Okay. Um, Magia. Uh, so. Magia. So, yeah, so the character model had already been made, though. So to not waste the model, he's just kind of uh, a background character for <laughs> Volpe's Circus. So if if you look at Volpe's Circus, you can see essentially, like, that original version of that character. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know. I, I thought, like, all the designs in this were really great. Um, and that... Like I had said, the stuff with Frankenstein earlier, uh, Del Toro Toro's actually kind of intrigued by the similarities between uh, Carlo Collodi's Adventures of Pinocchio and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Um, so that's why he kind of did the conglomeration. and you can kind of see that too, like where he's like the nails in Pinocchio, like later on in the movie, they're kind of yeah. close to his neck, yeah. like on his back. So it's almost like the like the allusion to like the, monster. the Frankenstein's yeah. monster. Yeah. So, is there like anything that stood out specifically to you in this that that you liked the the most?
1: You know, in addition to the just overall production design, I thought that the setting was really just an interesting choice. And I mean, I think I would have liked to see if he had he set it anywhere, Mark. You know, <laughs> but just that just that time period, yeah. you know, the '40s in Italy. And, you know, the, you know, the war and Mussolini and, and all that, all that context just made, made this movie really something unique. I think that's the, one of the things that I really, really hate about, and I hate to start to keep comparing, but uh, that, that Disney does with their quote unquote live action remakes, you know, that their CGI live action, CGI hybrid films that they do. Uh, you know as they're remaking their entire animated catalog uh that like for example with the i mean i think the most egregious one was was the lion king and don't get me wrong i love john favreau but that movie was terrible i thought because all it was basically was a shot for shot remake using a different animated style and 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 an inferior one i thought for the story but uh this one you know, just Del Toro and his team. Sure, it's Pinocchio, but they've really made it something very unique. And 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 I think a lot of that has you know I mean, the way that they chose that setting, you know, is 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 a definite contributor. I thought, um, yeah,
0: yeah, I, I'd agree with that too. Um. The like the other thing too in here is like part of that with like like you said with the setting, um, that I thought was kind of interesting is that uh like you know like how most of like the stories take take place kind of like in a fairy tale ish yeah. environment. Um but but this like is this like is more of
1: a like real like world kind of I mean. Set like way.
0: yeah, like set like in fascist Italy between yeah. like World yeah. War One and World War Two. Uh and it's kind of, uh, kind of ironic, funny, in a way, uh, that Pinocchio kind of awakens in a society of people who behave kind of like obedient puppets, but by contrast, he himself, who is supposed to be a puppet, is independent. Yes. Thinking. <laughs> yeah. Kind of happy, yep. happy-go-lucky kid, and then like he can't bring himself to abide by like the rules or submit to like authority figures at all. Um like even when he straight up does like the whole uh his whole song about Mussolini liking to <laughs> fart. And see now again, we've talked about this and other stuff, but this is like where like fart and poop jokes work if it's like yes, in the right it context. Works. It's
1: not just potty humor, you know, it just it works.
0: Yeah, and this for sure. Yeah, and the, especially especially if you're making fun of Mussolini, it's definitely okay to make poop jokes and fart jokes about yeah. Mussolini. Like that. That's that goes without saying. You just <laughs> he, I like how after that he's like, I, I do not like these puppets. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really it was. I liked how, but I liked how Pinocchio and, uh, I'm forgetting the name of the, the monkey again, Spazzatura, like, like they went through the trouble. Spots I like went through the whole trouble of making like 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 a poop puppet for the <laughs> the
1: like the show.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that was just kind of a, a I was like, okay, that's interesting. Um but yeah, I I'm a big fan of Guillermo de Toro. I uh, it's kind of funny that this came out like around the same time as the follow-up to Puss in Boots, because a lot of people may not know, but he like he hasn't directed a whole bunch of animated films, but he's, he's produced he's produced a been lot involved of, yeah yeah like he like he was involved with uh, he produced like Rise of the Guardians uh, for um, yeah dreamworks he was also a producer on like the original puss and boots uh he's he's a producer on has that netflix series uh i was Wizards. gonna say yeah, what, what, hasn't um, he
1: been involved with some of their streaming been, like, troll hunters yeah their series uh yeah. that dreamworks has created yeah for streaming
0: platforms right yeah he was like even an executive producer on kung fu yeah. Panda three um he was a producer on the book of life uh yeah, like I said, Rise of the Guardians, Puss in Boots, Megamind, he was a creative consultant yeah. on. They so smart like, to include him. Like, you don't see his name yes, like, director on a lot of these things, but he does a lot of work with the animation medium in general. So, it's... I'm glad to see him, like, like finally, like, direct an animated yeah. film. Like... Because, I mean, again, he's done... He's directed some of, like, the... Like you like said, like, the streaming Netflix, uh, like, mm-hmm. Trollhunters and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I don't believe... And, like, outside of doing, like, a Simpsons episode or something like that. I don't think he's done... He, this is, like, the first time he's done, like, a feature... Yeah,
1: like I think this is his first... Animated... Yeah, like, his directorial film. debut on a, a, a full-length animated feature, right? It's his own.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then, yeah, this was all done in, like... Portland, Oregon. Um, yeah, it looks like it started back for, with Shadow Machine back in January of 2020. So, that's. it doesn't seem like it took too long then, I guess. That seems a little bit shorter than yeah. most stop-motion films. They got it. And I saw some behind... But it's already...
1: Oh, sorry to interrupt you, Mark. I just, I just saw some behind-the-scenes thing where the, he was showing like the, all the sets and stuff they had set up. You know what I mean? What an elaborate thing to oh, get yeah. this done, and I think that they they were working hard. You know, uh, on, and I'm with you. That seems to me that they were able to get it done pretty quickly, relatively
0: speaking. Yeah, um the the film's nominated for a few Golden Globes right now as well for best animated feature film, original score, and original song. Uh, so and it's our some Critics Choice Movie Awards nominated for as well as a whole bunch of other ones coming up. Uh, Ewan McGregor got nominated uh, for Best uh, yeah. Voice or Motion Capture Performance in it, too. So, we'll definitely be following along with this as it gets closer to like some of those as well, too. And like we said, it's on Netflix right now. Uh, so, if you have Netflix, you can check it out there. Or if you're lucky enough, it might still yes. be in a theater somewhere near playing by you. Uh, so, definitely check it out that way if you have that option to do so. But... That's going to do it for episode 97 of Animation Fascination. Uh, so don't forget you can follow the show on uh, social media and as well as myself in Stanford. Uh, all that information is in our show notes so you can find like us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. All of those you can find our website at animationfascination.net with all of our episodes there. Email us at animationfascinationpodcast at gmail.com uh, our website also has a link to merch, so if you want to buy like shirts or magnets or stickers or whatever, there's stuff there. Um, I like it. I like I like my shirt and my magnet, and my sticker. Absolutely. Um, Stanford likes this I shirt too. <laughs> uh, some of our past guests like it too, uh, but yeah. Uh, Trent Vactor edits our episodes, so I'm Mark Robert for myself. Stanford Clark. Uh, Thank you for listening. Happy holidays, and make sure to tune in again next time.